Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we come to worship you, but in worship, you fill us up. You change us. We're transformed in your presence. We need your presence. We come to meet you. We come to encounter you. And I pray even as I teach this morning, we encounter you, Father God. We feel your heart. We feel your love. Holy Spirit, pour out wisdom and revelation in our heart. It would go deep in our heart and transform us. Anytime we hear the word, Lord, that it would not fall on rocky soil, it would go on good soil and produce great fruit in our lives. And I thank you. And I just pray that I would teach with authority and power in your heart this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was praying over you this morning, and um, I just, I so felt God's heart over you. You know, when there's times when you spend with the Lord, you can feel his heart, and um, you're so precious to him. Like, I mean, you're so precious to Ben and I. There's something about when you're connected in the spirit, God knits our hearts together, and You know, the Lord puts you on our hearts and minds a lot. We're praying for you, and that doesn't make us special. What I'm saying is God really loves you, and he puts you on our hearts, and we pray for you, and we love you. And I just felt his heart over you this morning, that you are so precious to him and that he loves you. And I just wanted to tell you that. (laughs) Just wanted to tell you that. Okay. Um, The title of my message is Boundaries Protect Us. Boundaries Protect Us. Um, Last month, I had a a pretty intense dream. Um, The Lord speaks to me a lot in dreams. We all hear God in different ways. Uh, When I first got saved, um, I was around people that just, they were just hearers. They just heard God. They're like, God said this and God said that. And, And I never heard God that way. And that's a whole nother teaching, but we all hear God in different ways. But sometimes we think God speaks one way and we don't hear him that way. We think God doesn't speak. But God is an excellent communicator. He loves to speak to us and we actually all hear God. And one way the Lord gives me a lot of dreams. I think because he can have my full attention. I'm a mom of five. I homeschool. Life is busy. In my personality, I'm like busy, busy, busy. I like I. I thrive on that. So when I'm sleeping, he kind of hits me (laughs) with what I need to hear, and I'm so thankful for that. So um, I have a lot of literal dreams, things that just saved us from, you know, warning dreams and clarity dreams. Well, so this dream I know was from the Lord, and we were going down a winding road, and Ben was driving a van, and he was going so, so fast. And I was like... (laughs) This is not a literal dream. This is a prophetic dream. (laughs) And I was like, slow down, slow down. Like, I was so scared. It was going so fast, and there was an ocean in front of us. And I just kept saying, slow down, slow down, slow down. Anyways, we hit into the waves, and he didn't slow down. And, And when I woke up, I heard so clearly, boundaries protect you. Boundaries protect you. I'm like, okay, all right, Lord, where do I need to set some new boundaries in my life? (laughs) Like, I knew the Lord was speaking to me, and there's different seasons in our life, and and there's different times when we have to set up different boundaries. But I'm going to talk about boundaries this morning because I feel like this is a prophetic word 
for the church, this message. And um, many people feel like their life is spinning out of control and it's just on autopilot and they don't know how to stop it. And um, we're living in very critical times. We're living in very critical times. If you don't know that, you need to sober up in the spirit. And I say this with so much love, but we're in spiritual warfare right now. Like it's intense for the church and we need to wake up and know what's going on and understand what boundaries we need to set in our lives so that we can get on purpose and in purpose what, what God has called us to do. And so right now, because of the times we're living in, you know, there's different times. The Bible says there's times of peace and times of war. And yes, Jesus has won the battle. I know that. But the enemy is throwing everything at the church to disqualify us, to discourage us, to take us out. And so um, we have to be very strategic with our time, with our energy, with our gifts, with our finances, and our relationships. It's a very sobering time, but, but exciting time too, because there's grace in that. Because boundaries protect us, they don't limit us. So the summation of our lives right now was built by our small daily decisions. And that's a sobering reality, but sometimes we think, and maybe when we're younger, we think destiny is just out there. And actually, destiny is made up by our decisions that we make every day. Destiny is actually made up by very small decisions coming together. Where we are today is actually all of our personal choices we made last year. The great thing about that is that we can actually change today if we want our tomorrow to look different. And that takes the Holy Spirit and that takes boundaries to know what God wants us to walk in. Um, example, what time we decide to wake up in the morning, what we decide to feed our body every day, who we decide to spend time with, what we decide to watch, to listen to, to read, who we allow to speak into our lives. These are actually boundaries created, whether it's subconscious or consciously. These are the boundaries and decisions we made that actually build our life in where we are today. Some of us have open borders, <laughs> no boundaries at all. Some of us live in ironclad towers, not allowing anybody in, including God. And a lot of us live kind of in between those. And actually, those who live in the ironclad towers, those aren't called boundaries. That's actually imprisonment, you know? Whether it's fear, whether it's past hurt or whatever, it keeps everybody out, but it keeps God out too. You know, the same wall that protects you from hurt is the same wall that protects you from love, vulnerability, connection. And so um, we serve a God who loves boundaries. He's a God of freedom, but actually boundaries create freedom. And um, he's a God of boundaries. He created boundaries from the very beginning. We see boundaries. So turn with me to Genesis 1, or you can just hear me. We, we've all probably read this, but I still just want to read it. I'm just going to read a couple of verses, but in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was empty. It was formless. 
masked and cloaked with darkness. And another word said chaos was going on. And it says that the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And he saw that it was good. And he separated light from darkness. There's the boundary. And they called the light day and the darkness night. That's a boundary. Together, this made up one day. And then God said, let there be space between the waters. And he separated water from water. And he made this space to separate the waters from above and below. And he called this space the sky. This is boundary. And as you go on, God created boundaries, even on earth. There was chaos. Then God came in and set order, order with boundaries. He told the ocean, you can only go this far, and you can't go any further, right? He separated the sky, the land, all of this. He created male, female. That's another boundary, totally different, male and female. It's really hard to mix that up. That's boundaries that God has created, animals. I mean, all of these different boundaries so that we could live an abundant life. Boundaries create life and abundant life. In Psalms 74, 17, it says, you've established and prepared all the boundaries of the earth. You made winter and summer. God has established and prepared all boundaries. You know, Jesus, when he lived on earth, he had such healthy boundaries. There were some people that he called to actually walk with him. And there were some people who said, okay, I want to follow you. And he's like, no, you go back and you bring the word back. Like he, he did not let certain people follow him because it wasn't in their destiny to follow them on earth, but in their heart. Does that make sense? Yeah. He had different boundaries. There were some things he shared with a few, some things he shared with 12, and some things he shared with a multitude. There's certain things in our lives that we have to discern who to share with. That's another boundary on what part of our hearts that we share with certain people. I mean, these are all boundaries that protect us. Our lives don't just happen. We decide, even if it's subconsciously, we actually decide where we're at. Now, I know some people are like, yeah, but you don't know what happened to me in the injustice. And, and I get that. I know there's some things that are out of our control but how we respond to it. Our life is actually not made up of what happens to us, but how we respond to things happen to us. Because I have read books, and I know people that have gone through horrific things, but they're in abundant joy. God has restored all things. So th that's not it. I mean, our journey with Ben's accident, that could have really destroyed us. But because of healthy boundaries, because connected to a body, because of you guys in our lives and your prayer and boundaries that we've set, that a boundary is church is important to us. And, the, and, our, and our body is important to us. The word of God is important to us because of these boundaries. Even in tragedy, God has worked it around for our good. A boundary that we live in as a family is God works out everything for our good. That is a boundary that we have set, and the enemy cannot cross that boundary. If he tries to throw darts or different things, our war warfare is, okay, then you're going to have to pay for it. And redemption is going to come, and we've got to see that play out. And these are boundaries that we have in our lives. So we decide to submit to God's plan for our lives or not. We decide he has given us so much power and authority. It's not like some people just are called and some people are just special and some people have a calling. Every single one of you, 
God formed you in your mother's womb. Whether your mom wanted you or not, God wanted you. He has a purpose and a destiny for you, and he has a calling. And every single day with our daily choices, we say yes to that calling or no. And it's totally on us, but we have the Holy Spirit who encourages us and helps us. Boundaries protect what is most important to us. Boundaries protect what is most important to us. If something's important to you, you're going to protect it, right? I mean, if somebody gave you a million dollars today, are you going to leave it in the back seat of your car unlocked? Doors open. No, you'll probably go put it in a safe or put it in the bank or invest it or something. You're going to be very strategic over what is important to you. And if you don't know what's important to you, your time and your money will tell you exactly what is most important to you. It, it does. Where most of your time and most of your money goes, it doesn't matter what you say, your time and your money will show what is most important to you. And that's between you and the Lord. So um, let me give you a few, few examples. I know that this message doesn't sound maybe very spiritual, but I'm telling you, practical leads to supernatural. It just does. Like God is very logical, very practical. Jesus was very practical in doing things, and the supernatural just flowed. We need the wisdom and the daily habits to prepare us for the supernatural. Okay, so some examples. Let's say that um, it is really important to you to spend time with God every morning. Like, that's a core value of yours. Like, I know that I need to pray and be in my word. That, that is how I need to set up my day. So if that is important to you, important to me, then what boundary do I need to set? Well, practically, probably going to bed on time. Probably getting a good night's sleep. This is a boundary to protect what's most important. Because we can say all day long that that's important to us and never do it because boundaries protect what is most important. Do you understand? Okay, if, I, if my boundary of, of what's important to me is I want to be a healthy, fit, young grandma. Like, I have five kids. I might have a lot of grandbabies. I want to be strong and healthy. I want to be able to run with them and play with them and go to amusement parks. So if that is something that's important to me, then a boundary I'm going to set up in my life is I'm going to feed my body good food, I'm going to exercise, and I'm going to believe in healing. Like those things are the boundaries that are going to protect what's important to me. If my marriage is most important to me, then I need to make sure I set up boundaries that Ben gets most of my energy, most of my time, that I'm not a tired wife, a burnt out wife, that the kids are not taking all of my energy. And that, that's hard. I mean, the kids take both of our energy. But, you know, setting, but God has called us to have five kids. That means the grace is there. And setting up date nights to show our kids that marriage is important and we're each other's priority. Do you understand what I'm talking about? These boundaries to protect what is important. Family nights. If my kids are really important to me, do they know that? Do they know that they come before anybody else? You know? 
And my time and my money will show that. If God, if Sunday morning is important to me, my core value is I'm at church on Sunday. I love to be with my spiritual family. Then I'm going to protect my Saturday. I'm going to make sure that I come in ready, refreshed, ready to love people, not tired, not, you know, going to bed late and then shoot, I've overslept. And do you see these boundaries to protect what is important? So you need to figure out what, with the Lord, what is most important in your life? And then ask the Holy Spirit, what boundaries do I need to set up to protect that? Another thing, some people... Maybe they just have too many boundaries. <laughs> and maybe you need to get with the Lord and say, okay, I've been a little selfish. And what boundaries are not really boundaries? Where have I imprisoned myself and you're not able to use me or you're not even able to have my heart? That's another conversation you need to have with the Lord. But I feel like this year is very strategic. We need to really hear from the Lord. And I want to tell you something we can't compare each other's boundaries. We're so different. There's boundaries I have that are different than Ben, than different than each other. I mean, if we start comparing with each other, I mean, that is just the enemy. There's things, there's a grace and anointing on your life for different things than my life. Some of us have different energy levels. I mean, it's just so different. Even like, I'm just going to say this as a, as a woman, after having five babies and a lot of hormones, I need more sleep. I need to go to bed early, earlier than my husband. I just can't get away with little sleep. I mean, he gets good sleep too, but I just mean we can't compare ourselves with different people. We just have to know our body. We have to ask the Holy Spirit what we have grace for and what he has called us to do. Because when you're doing what God has called you to do, there's so much grace, so much life, so much energy in it. Um, so I want to urge you to start protecting what's important to you. Like plan out your year. With, if you're married, with your spouse, with your kids, in your own life, ask the Lord, what are you calling me to do this year? What is most important to me and how do I need to protect that? So that when we're here next January, we all know that we were in God's will. We we're doing what God called us to do. And there's such a peace about that. I was thinking about the, the 10 virgins, right? And five had oil in the lamp and five didn't. Why didn't the five? They knew. They were, they were waiting, right? They're all waiting. Why didn't they have oil? And I just know they did not set healthy boundaries to protect that oil in their lamp. <laughs> they were out too late the night before or hanging around the wrong people or, you know what I mean, watching the wrong thing. Or What I mean is we all need to have oil in our lamps <laughs> filled up with the life of God because people are hurting, people are broken, people need answers, and we are the answers. God Almighty lives in all of us. If you are born again, Jesus Christ lives in you. He is the answer to the world. But we have to be able to allow him to come out of us. And if we're tired, if we're exhausted, if we're lost, if we have no boundaries set up, I'm telling you, not a lot's going to flow out of us. You have a very precious gift and call of God on your life, and you need to protect it. Um, Sabbaths. 
God has called us to rest. Rest is so important, you know? You know, God rested. On the seventh day, God rested. It's hard to imagine that he needed to rest, but he was making a point. If God rested, then who are we to think that we don't need to rest? Our bodies need rest, but Sabbath doesn't mean just rest. It actually means to enjoy the blessing of the Lord. We work, and we work hard, and there needs to be a time once a week that we enjoy the blessing, that we stop doing and just being and enjoying the blessing, enjoying the relationships around us and doing the things that recharge you and, and just enjoying God on that day. I mean, we always do, but a day set out. So get your calendar and be very intentional on how you spend your time. Um, time is so short. The Lord's coming back, I believe, sooner than we think. Um, I had a really cool, another really cool dream last year. We were worshiping and praising, and then we all started leaving. The service was over, and it was, we were outside. I don't know if I shared this or not, but we were outside, and I saw the clouds part, and I saw Jesus walking down the hall of heaven like God said, go get my bride. And I looked around, and nobody saw it. It's like God winked at me and just showed me what was happening. And I saw Jesus walking down, coming to get us. And then I looked around and we were gone, just like that. And, you know, I know like a thousand years is a day. So I don't know how long it's going to take him to walk that hall. But I know he's coming. Like, I know he's coming. I saw it. That dream changed my life. I woke up and I felt the presence of God. And I was like, it's coming soon. Like, it's coming soon. We've got to sober up. We've got to get in purpose and on purpose. And I'm telling you, when you get into that rest, when you get into purpose, it's actually super easy and light. The yoke is easy. The burden is light. You actually enjoy and rest in peace. And you're like, I don't have to struggle. I don't have to strive. I don't have to make it happen. I'm telling you, your prayers with God will take you further than any, any place you could ever take on yourself, by yourself. You partnered with God makes you successful. You and God and your prayers will just make opportunities happen. It is the most precious time that we can do this year is spend time with our Father. So much happens when we make appointments with God. When we dedicate time to spend with him, he has the answers for you. He has the peace for you. He has the joy for you. He's going to open doors that you could never open. He's going to close the doors that should be closed. He's going to do miracles for you. And it happens through prayer. It happens in the spiritual realm. The thing is we're going and running and making happen, and we're asking God to follow along, and he's like, I have the answer. Could you just come sit? You know? I love Nick's testimony of when you just get on. He says every morning he just goes and he sits on his, his father's lap. He just imagines sitting on God's lap. He's there in the spiritual realm. And God, let's create our day. It is the most powerful thing we can do because he just sets us up. And at the end of the day, we're in rest. We're in peace. We love our spouse. We love our kids. We love coming to church. You know, we're excited to wake up the next day. We were created to wake up excited and expectant in what God's going to do. Not dreading our day. That is the enemy. Okay, so how do you know what boundaries to set? 
Turn with me to Galatians 5. I'm going to read a little bit, and then I'm going to tell you the point that I'm making in all of these scriptures, okay? Galatians 5, and I'm going to start with verse 13. And it says, For you have been called to live in freedom, not freedom to satisfy your sinful nature, but freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. But instead of showing love among yourselves, you're always biting and devouring each other. Watch out. Beware of destroying one another. So I advise you, live according to your new life in the Holy Spirit. Then you won't be doing what the sinful nature craves. The old sinful nature loves to do evil, which is opposite of what the Holy Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us the desires, Holy Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, but your choices are never free from this conflict. But when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are no longer subject to the law. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will produce. So it's saying when you're living in the flesh, you'll produce evil results like sexual immorality, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, idolatry, participation in demonic activities, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, divisions, this is interesting. The feeling that everyone is wrong except for you and your little group. Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other kinds of sin. Let me tell you again, as I have before, anyone living in this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But when the Holy Spirit controls your life, he will produce the kind of fruit in us that is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no conflict with the law. Those who belong to Jesus has nailed, those who belong to Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. So if we're living now by the Holy Spirit, let's follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our life. Let us not become conceited or irritated with one another, or be jealous of one another. Okay, how do we know what boundaries to set? What boundaries in your life will create love, peace, joy, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit? What boundaries bring you life? What, what drains you? What leaves you irritated? What leaves you, you know, in the flesh? Now you can kind of know what boundaries to set up. When I do this, I feel utterly drained. And I'm telling you, it can be a good thing. I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was like, I don't like marriage counseling. I'm not good at it. It drains me. Now, I love to encourage people. If somebody needs prayer and they need encouragement, I'm on it. Let's talk, let's meet together, let's pray together, and then most likely I'm going to give you a book. I bet half of you in here could raise your hand that you've gotten a book from Pastor Kara. Okay, but I am not gifted at that. It actually drains me. I'll do it, 
but it's not my favorite. I know there needs to be a boundary there. So I might meet once, and then I'm like, here you go, James. Here you go, James and Kimberly. There's an anointing on their life for marriage counseling, or Bob and Audrey. They're great at it. I don't have to be great at everything. I have to do what God has called me to do. So what drains you, what gives you life? And I'm telling you, when you get into purpose, people will look at your life and say, how are you doing all of that? And it's supernatural. I'm not saying being lazy. I'm saying get in your lane and on purpose and you will do more than you can ever think, ask, dream, or imagine because you're anointed to do that. Sometimes we feel like as a Christian, we have to say yes to everything. If it drains you, if you don't like it, if God's not calling you to do it, don't do it, right? There might be people in your life that you feel obligated. Maybe you've been friends with years that you're supposed to still be friends with, but it drains you or it leaves you in the flesh or they lead you down the wrong path or it, it, it leaves you feeling yucky. Have you ever been around somebody and it just like you do not feel good afterwards? That is probably a boundary you need to set up. And, you know, the enemy's going to be like, you're not loving, you're not kind. But actually, boundaries allow you to love more. When you protect from certain things, you're actually able to love people more. It's when we don't have boundaries and people take advantage of us that we're in the flesh. And so this scripture, Galatians 5 will help you know what is the Holy Spirit? What's bringing joy? Like, what do I do? Like, preaching brings me life. To study the word and give a word that's going to change. I mean, I could just do that all day long. I just love it, you know? So you just have to know what God has called you to do. And whatever is important to you, what God is calling you to do, you need to set boundaries around that. And, and seasons change. So we flow with the Holy Spirit. I know for me, when my boundaries are down on I'm not eating healthy, I'm not getting good sleep, I'm meeting too many people, I'm, you know, we haven't gone on a date in a while. When all this is happening, I know that my flesh is screaming. I'm way more to be in the flesh than in the spirit. And I know it's because I've let my boundaries down. And I'm not good for the Lord. I'm not good for myself. I'm not good for people. You know, we're human. We're body, soul, and spirit, and it's very connected. So it is so important that I eat healthy. For me, I've got to exercise and get those endorphins. I, I've got to protect my schedule that I'm spending enough time with my kids and enough time with my husband. I need to make sure I prepare myself for Saturday so that I can be a good pastor for you on Sunday. Those things are important to me. And by doing these and these small things, for me, I'm a morning person. So my time with the Lord in the morning is crucial. And I'll go to bed earlier than the rest of my family usually. <laughs> they see mama sleeping because I wake up so early. But that time with the Lord is crucial. I am where I am today because I spend time with God. He changes me. He makes me into who I am in his presence. And the word of God goes deep in our hearts, past the intentions of our heart, deep, 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 and changes us. It, it's life or death to me, my time with God. 
life or death. I have to fight it. And it was hard. When you're having babies and you're up all night, it's hard. And so what boundaries do you have to protect over that? But your daily decisions lead you to where you are today. And if you don't like your life, I have great news. (laughs) You get to change. You get to start today. Today is a new day. There's new mercies every day. God completely takes away the past. What do I need to do to protect? And if you're thinking, I don't even know what's important to me or I don't even know what God has called me to do, just start spending time with him. He'll show you. He'll show you. It's every day. You know, our our destiny, I was saying in the beginning, isn't someplace far off. Our destiny is to have a relationship with God. That's every single day. So when Jesus comes back, you're like, I know you. It's not like, oh, this is awkward. (laughs) I haven't seen you in a while. (laughs) You know? For some people, it might be a little awkward, and I think the grace of God is awesome. I think more people will make it to heaven than not. But I want to be the one ready, expectant, that bride that knows the groom, that is waiting. Like my whole life is for him. Our whole life is for him. In one moment, this life is over, and we're in eternity. You guys, this world has nothing for us. He has everything. And our time is our most valuable asset and our finances. Who are you supposed to hang around? Who are you supposed to be around? Who are your covenant friends? All of these things. So practical daily lives lead to the supernatural. You know, the enemy, oh, I have nine seconds. The enemy, <laughs> the enemy doesn't want anybody to be saved. He hates salvation. But if he can't prevent that, then what he'll do is try to distract us, get us weary and tired, and become unfruitful for the kingdom of God. Don't let him win. Don't let him win. Less is more when you're doing God's stuff. We hear God's voice better when our bodies are in rest and our souls in peace. Um, I was listening to somebody this week, and he said the prophetic word for this year is, in rest, I will accelerate you. In rest, I will accelerate you. Now, rest doesn't mean being lazy and doing nothing, just so you know. Rest means in my soul, my soul is healed, and I'm resting my soul. And there's a dominion rest, meaning I'm doing what God has called me to do. And when I am in soul rest, in physical rest, in dominion rest, in my lane, what I'm called to do, not comparing myself to anybody, he is going to accelerate us further than we could even imagine. And I believe that is the year. We need to get into rest. We need to get into purpose. What has God called us to do? Protect. Put these boundaries up to protect what is most important to us. So this week, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. I want you to write down what's really most important to you. And then I want you to work on boundaries to protect that. It's you and the Lord. And spend all year protecting what is important to you and just see what God does this year. Jeremiah 6.16, I'm going to end with this. Jeremiah 6.16, it says, Stop right where you are. 
Look for that old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find a rest for your soul. You know, two weeks ago, Ben was talking about we've fallen from our first love. We're so busy with so many things. And Jeremiah 6.16 is like, go back to that godly path. You know, the one when you first got saved and you loved God and you said, I'll do anything and I'll go anywhere. What were you doing? In, in Revelations 2, when it says you've fallen from your first love, go back and do the things you did before. Some of us have gotten on the wrong path. And it's a very busy street. <laughs> Let's go back to that godly path that we've traveled on, the wise godly path that God has for us. There's rest there. There's peace there. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's stand. God, we thank you that you are a God of boundaries, and boundaries are healthy. And Lord, I know this is just a prophetic word this year for us and that we would take this seriously. We would be strategic this year with you, Holy Spirit. What are you calling us to do? What is most important to us? The thing that you've told us and show us how to protect it. That man-pleasing would go to the wayside and we would hear your voice. There's so much need, God. There's so much to do. But your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And so if there's a heaviness, if there's no joy attached, that you would show us how to rearrange, to take that yoke off and put on your yoke. And I just pray for those that maybe feel like they have boundaries, but actually it's an ironclad tower wall. You would set them free. Maybe they've been hurt. Maybe a lot of disappointments. I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would help them take down that wall, that they can feel again, be alive again, love again, be genuine again. There's no shame in the kingdom of God. He has taken away all of our shame. He takes away all disappointments. He is such a good redeemer. I feel like some of you have had some serious injustice done to you. Now I'm telling you with God, he will make all your wrongs right. He will right your wrongs in the name of Jesus. We can accomplish so much more in prayer with him. God, we love you. It's a privilege to be your sons and daughters. The authority and power that you've given us is phenomenal. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I just pray a new excitement, a new joy. Even for those maybe that feel like they've been on the wrong path, there's a new excitement to get on the right path. There's no shame. There's no heaviness. There's an excitement to get on purpose and be strategic. And you are going to speak, God. We just love you. And I bless my church family. I thank you for the people here. And for those who can't be here or not feeling well or wherever they are, we thank you that you are protecting us. This is a perfect health zone. Healing is our inheritance. We thank you that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word over us and we take that word. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.